Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by chartered psychologist and coach Neve Hannon. Hello. Hi Louise, how are you? I am very good. Thank you very much for chatting to us. So I suppose it's around this time, I think it's usually February where people take a digital detox and kind of try and distance, distance themselves a little bit from their phones. But what exactly does it mean to digital detox? Well, strictly speaking, a, deto- a detox would involve, you know, total separation from your phone for a, a set amount of time. And mm-hmm. um, that can be a little bit too much for some people. So I would recommend, I tend to take a kind of a, a, an easier approach uh, and make things accessible for everybody. We're probably all using our phones too much, mm-hmm. over-reliant on our screens. So really the idea is to reduce your use and set up healthier habits that will stay with you in the long term rather than, you know, maybe spending a weekend completely without your phone and then going back to it 200% again. So how do you begin to do that then? What is the best way to kind of ease yourself off it? I think the best way is to look at where in the day you, you know, use it quite needlessly or, you know, or could do better without it. So, for example, maybe setting boundaries around mealtimes. In our house, there's no phones at the table. I would encourage people, if they're even going out, you know, with a friend or whatever, put your phone face down or leave it in a pocket or a bag so it's not even tempting you. Mm-hmm. Um, so mealtimes, bedtimes would be another clear one, which are, it's, it's a really good habit to, you know, leave the phone downstairs or in the kitchen living room area. Don't bring it to your bedroom. If you have to bring it to your bedroom, put it on silent mode. But actually... There's no have to really, you know, you can leave it in a different room. You can get yourself an alarm clock if, if that's what you've been using your phone for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's setting up simple habits like that and boundaries around times. If you're, if, if, if you're setting up little things, like for habits, it's easier if you're kind of doing the same thing each day. Um, so maybe think of a time like the you know, dinner time and like the bedtime that you um, change that habit. And mm-hmm. it'll take a wee while to establish the habit. But then, you know, you've made that change and then you can add another one into the repertoire. What is it about social media that draws us in? Is it the, that factor of habit? Are we just too used to kind of going on and scrolling? It, it's bigger than that. Um, social media with all the, the likes and everything, it, mm-hmm. it actually, it's quite addictive. It acts like, it acts on our brain like an addiction. So we keep... It's really the thrill of the chase. It's like we go in and we want the next hit. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, if I just keep scrolling, then I'll find the next hit, the next hit. Now, we don't really get a proper hit from it, but it's that thrill of the chase that we, we keep going, we keep going. Um, and we keep coming back. So even when you've checked through your social media and there's nothing there, there's no notifications, you know, a few minutes later, we'll be back searching again, mm-hmm. almost hungry for it, but also maybe frustrated, sometimes stressed, sometimes bored, mm-hmm. and yet we, we keep doing the same thing in the hope that it's going to give us that sudden joy, um, which rarely comes. So it's, it's a, it has a very addictive nature. It's much more than simple habit. It is actually working on our brain and, you know, if we do get the kind of hit, we get some satisfaction or get into it, then, you know, you have a little bit of a, a dopamine hit. Um, so it, it does work like an addiction, um, and certainly it, as adults, we find it hard enough. So there's no way we should expect our kids or teenagers to be able to self-manage on the phone or social media. Yeah, absolutely. And what are some of the negative effects of this attachment? 
There's a lot being documented and there's much more research, you know, all the time on this. Um, you know, there's, there seems to be kind of a sweet spot and that's probably different at different ages. Mm-hmm. So a sweet spot for kind of the early teenage years might be actually just under two hours a day. Um, uh, whereas mm, from my observation, you know, give a teenager a phone and they could be on it for seven hours on TikTok alone mm-hmm. um, quite easily. Um, so some of the... The consequences of that, you know, are, well, one of the things if we look at mental health is that there, there seems to be over a certain amount. So over a few years ago, the stats were that once your usage went over three hours a day on social media, the as that usage climbed, so did the incidence of depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sweet spot for an average of three hours, it was okay. But once, if, you know, the higher a user you are after that time, the higher the levels of anxiety and depression. Um, there's an increase in social isolation and loneliness. So we we tend to go into our social media maybe to. We think it's a social thing, it's called that. And yet, actually, it's more of an isolation experience because mm-hmm. we're not really connecting on it. We're watching what other people do. We tend to compare ourselves. We feel bad about ourselves. Um, and young people as a whole tend to feel worse about themselves coming off social media because of that kind of negative comparison effect. What? There's also yeah. sleep impacts, there's yeah. concentration impacts, ability to focus, you know, attention deficits. There's just, there's a whole string of potential impacts. Yeah, a list of things that, that, that it's affecting. But I suppose, what about the people who claim, I'm probably one of them, they say they need it for work. How would you, I suppose, monitor that or control the amount that you're on it? Yeah, and, and and likewise, I mean, you know, digital marketing is is part yeah. of one of the hats that I have to wear as somebody who's self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, again, it's around creating boundaries. Like phone and social media, they're amazing. They're wonderful modern technology tools, but we need to be managing them more. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be controlling us and eating into every part of our lives. We need to be you know, either setting aside time, like for, I find it helpful to take off notifications off my phone. So um, if I get a text message, I'll get a notification or if I get a WhatsApp, I'll get a notification. But beyond that, I don't actually need to answer Facebook or, you know, Twitter or mm-hmm. LinkedIn or any of them immediately. They can all wait until I check them. The average adult checks their phone about 200 times a day. So, oh you know, we're not going to, yes. That's wow. worrying. So, so you're not going to miss that for long. But if you if you don't have notifications screaming at you visually or orally, sound wise, yeah. then then that gives you a little bit of a better chance and a little bit more control. Um, don't use your phone if you are using it for work, and that's your excuse. Then make certain things that you don't you don't use outside of work. Then it's like mm-hmm. you know putting away your work piece, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you're not checking in on that in the evening time or in your off time, whatever that might be. Um, So again, it's about creating boundaries and just bringing more awareness to the whole practice so we're not always switched on. Yeah, I'm I'm still stuck on 200 times a day. That sounds like a huge number. Yeah. um, (laughs) I mean, there's, 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 there's different stats out there and some of them of do contradict each other but it's probably pretty fair to say you know like yeah. people are checking the phone you don't even realise 
Yeah, one estimate is you know every every six and a half minutes. Another estimate is every every twelve minutes. But either way, what tends to happen is when we check our phone, we get sucked into it, mm-hmm. and then if you're doing that on the work day, and you check your phone and you're distracted it's probably going to be another 20 minutes before you get back to the task that you are meant to be doing. Mm. And then another six or 12 minutes later, you're being distracted again. And then that could potentially take you 20 minutes to get back to your, you know, concentrated task. So when you think of that, like it's hugely distracting. And we know from studies on well-being and long-term well-being and happiness that being in a flow state is really where we get most engaged so flow is the state you get into when you're really engaged in a task or a challenge Mm -hmm. and there's no part of your mind distracted or you know thinking about having lunch even Mm -hmm. that can't happen when we're when our phone is beside us distracting us or when we have you know if you're working on something on a screen even and then all this other stuff keeps coming up but distracting you so it's harder for us as human beings to get into flow states naturally uh, anymore. And yet that's actually what builds our enjoyment of many tasks and things that we might normally do and, and builds our long-term well-being as well. So if someone is listening and was like, I want to kind of start limiting my intake of social media, what would be the best, I suppose, the first two things you should be doing? First, I would look at, you know, even how many social media platforms are you on and do you need to be on all of them? Um, Like even, you know, as somebody who does some work on that and some digital marketing through, you know, I I was on three platforms. I've cut that down to one. Um, That might that takes a time to test out. Well, which one is your one even? But then you can reduce it back. Socially as well, which one do you actually enjoy and which one is kind of that empty scrolling for Mm you? Look at, you know, the, so the first thing is to look at the, the number of platforms you're on. You don't need to be on loads. Um, reduce that then. And then look at how much time, get a baseline. You, your phone measures quite easily how long you're spending on each app in your end. So look at that and just try and bring it, reduce it down a little bit. And, and don't get, you know, overzealous with it that so it's not going to work and then you're going to either give up because you feel like a failure mm-hmm. you're you know you're better even one percent improvement each day like okay i'll do five minutes less today than yesterday mm-hmm. and set that little reminder another habit that i got into as well is setting my phone to go on grayscale at you know maybe nine or ten p.m in the evening so that it gets too boring on grayscale to flick through social media. That's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a reminder to me, okay, time to put the phone away and wind down before Mm -hmm. bed because we know that that screen use and that light is is really harmful to our sleep and makes it more difficult for us to go into sleep. Um, So at least an hour beforehand, Mm -hmm. put your phone, set your phone to go on grayscale. So there are, you know, it's still using technology, but you can use technology for yourself to help yourself as well rather than against yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So how can people keep up to date with what you're up to? So it's probably the easiest. So the platform that I tend to focus on is LinkedIn mm-hmm. and they'll find me at Neve Hannan, N-I-A-M-H-H-A-N-N-A-N. And my website is nevehannan.com. Um, and if 
if people are interested in finding out more about my offers or free workshops, um, if they just sign up on my website, um, subscribe, they get a monthly newsletter and hear about anything that I have on offer. I have a couple of free webinars coming up. Amazing, Eve. Thank you so much for chatting to us this evening. My pleasure. Thanks, Louise.